0: British Prime Minister Boris Johnson resigns.
1: It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader.
0: The Biden administration is under fire for sending U.S. strategic oil reserves overseas.
2: they actually exported our our reserves to Europe and
0: Asia. Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Thursday authorized state forces to apprehend migrants at the Mexican border.
3: Uh, And Texas is stepping up, trying to compel the Biden administration to actually follow the laws passed by the United States Congress. This
0: is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Friday, July 8th. I'm Mike Scott. Boris Johnson has stepped down as Conservative Party leader and
1: Prime Minister of England. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. And the timetable will be announced next week. And I've today appointed a cabinet to serve, as I will, until a new leader is in place. So I want to say to the millions of people who voted for us in 2019, many of them voting conservative for the first time. Thank you for that incredible mandate, the biggest conservative majority since 1987, the biggest share of the vote since 1979.
0: While the scandal-tarnished politician remains Britain's prime minister for now, Johnson's resignation sparks a inter-party contest to replace him as leader. In his resignation speech, Johnson says he's proud of what his administration has been able to accomplish.
1: And the reason I have fought so hard in the last few days to continue to deliver that mandate in person was not just because I wanted to do so, but because I felt it was my job, my duty, my obligation to you to continue to do what we promised in 2019. And of course, I'm immensely proud of the achievements of this government from getting Brexit done to settling our relations uh, with the continent for over half a century, uh, reclaiming the power for this country to make its own laws in Parliament, getting us all through the pandemic, delivering the fastest vaccine rollout in Europe, the fastest exit from lockdown, and in the last few months, leading the West in standing up to Putin's aggression in Ukraine.
0: The outgoing British PM also reiterated that even though he is resigning, Britain will remain supportive of Ukraine.
1: Let me say now to the people of Ukraine that I know that we in the UK will continue to back your fight for freedom for as long as it takes.
0: All conservative party members are eligible to run and party officials could open the nominations within hours. Party lawmakers will vote in a series of elimination rounds until two candidates are left. The winner will then be decided by all members of the Conservative Party nationwide. The winner will become both Conservative Party leader and then Prime Minister. Johnson says he intends to stay in office until that happens. But many in the party say he must leave sooner because he no longer has the backing or authority, to govern. Political analyst Tim Bale says he's sharing a sense of relief with the British people.
4: I was very worried that Boris Johnson might haul himself up in Downing Street and literally have to be dragged out of there by a policeman after he was uh, fired by the, the Queen.
0: Bale says people in the UK really did want Boris Johnson out.
4: I think a lot of the public... We'll want to see him gone straight away. Um, you know, they don't want to see him hanging around like a bad smell in Downing Street.
0: Nigel Farage, a British broadcaster and former politician who was leader of the UK Independence Party, joined the Charlie Kirk Show to talk about what Johnson stepping down means for British politics.
4: I have been warning about Boris Johnson because you see, you have a thing in America called rhinos, right? Yes. And we've had a very similar phenomenon here because Johnson rode off the wave of Brexit. I mean, he wouldn't even been prime minister if I hadn't done what I'd done. And he gets elected with a big majority to govern the country. He gets elected as a conservative. And hey, guess what? He governs as a liberal. And that's what we've been through. Two and a half years of agony, two and a half years of a conservative prime minister putting up taxes, Increasing the size of the state, allowing immigration, both legal and illegal, to rise to record numbers. Oh, I nearly forgot, going for net zero to the extent where we don't produce our own energy and we export our manufacturing jobs. So he's gone today and that must be a good thing.
0: Farage explains what the next steps in Britain's parliament will be. What will happen is
4: uh, Johnson's intention is to stay on as prime minister until a new leader of the Conservative Party can be found. And that new leader will be the next prime minister. That process could take up to 10 weeks. Mercifully, it's over the summer period, which historically is quieter.
0: Farage says that moving forward, there will be a fight in the Conservative Party over values.
4: There is now going to be a battle for the heart and soul of the conservative movement in our country. Are we going to get back to patriotic conservative values or are we going to allow our conservative movement to be taken over by the liberals? So it's going to be a very, very important period.
0: Farage goes on to say that he believes that the Conservative Party in the UK must turn around or they will lose in the next election.
4: Unless the Conservative Party in Britain turns around, they will have a catastrophic loss at the next election. We won't have a general election this year. We will just get a new prime minister.
0: Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was shot while campaigning frotting in southern Japan, according to reports from that country.
5: All right, some breaking news to tell you about right now. This just in from Japan.
6: Former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was apparently shot ...and collapsed during a campaign speech tonight in Nara, that's in western Japan. We're told uh, Abe was rushed to the hospital. Right now, no word on his condition. This is just happening.
0: Abe, Japan's longest-serving prime minister, was giving a speech in the city of Nara... ...when he was shot around 11.30 a.m. It is said the suspected shooter appeared to have been apprehended at the scene. Elections for the upper house of the Japanese parliament are Sunday... Abe, 67, who stepped down in 2020, was campaigning for other members of the governing Liberal Democratic Party, but is not a candidate himself. This story is developing, and the Daybreak Insider podcast will update when more information becomes available. The U.S. government made a move to send its strategic oil reserves more than 5 million barrels of it, overseas to Europe and Asia. The move comes as gas prices in the United States hit a record high, something the Biden administration has vowed to combat. As a result, President Joe Biden is now facing questions about his administration's ability to manage its own efforts aimed at lowering gas prices for Americans as the U.S. faces all-time historic price surges. Lydia Moynihan is a business reporter for the New York Post and joined News Nation to discuss the move by the Biden administration.
5: It's a question that I think a lot of people want to know, and they have sort of demurred to respond to that bombshell Reuters report we saw, that basically we are sending our own natural resources to geopolitical enemies like China. And yesterday the White House press secretary was asked about it and said she wasn't aware of the report. But it's it's really shocking to put this in context. You know, these strategic reserves are used for basically emergencies only. During the Gulf War, when we invaded the Middle East and we were worried about our oil supply, we took out just 17 barrels. During Hurricane Katrina, when the Gulf was hit and we were worried about our oil supply, we used just 20. So the idea that we're basically using 180 barrels from now until October November which coincides uh, strategically with with the midterm elections is really quite shocking
0: Moynihan also says that continuing to pull from the strategic oil reserves is a dangerous move
5: this report that we're sending some of that to other countries is is very surprising and until we address the underlying issue of creating more oil here in the US or finding a way to procure it more sustainably um, this, this solution of just basically pulling from our strategic reserves isn't going to work. And, and we anticipate that, you know, in just a few months, we're going to be uh, into levels we haven't seen since the 1980s. Well, yeah, particularly, our- you know, for sending millions of gallons out of the country.
0: On Tuesday, Reuters initially reported on the administration's decision to send 5 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that have made their way overseas to Europe and Asia. Meantime, in many areas around the U.S., gasoline and diesel prices surged past $5 a gallon. Republicans were critical of the administration and accused the president of being unwilling to help Americans amid economic troubles brought on by inflation. And it's not just Republicans sharply critical of the president. Democrat California Representative Ro Khanna recently joined Fox News to criticize Biden for asking Saudi Arabia for oil while sending our supply around the world. Look at the irony. We're going and begging Saudi Arabia for oil while we're exporting our own oil uh, around the world. I mean, it makes no sense, and the Saudis are going to play us. I don't, I have no confidence that the Saudis are going to do something that's actually going to bring prices down in this country. Mike Gallagher, host of The Mike Gallagher Show on the Salem Radio Network, expressed his dismay. Over the Biden administration sending oil around the world despite the
2: roaring inflation, the struggle that millions of Americans are facing, they actually exported our our reserves to Europe and Asia. right now we're over five five dollars a gallon average for regular unleaded 581 for diesel. A spokesman for the Department of Energy told Reuters in a statement, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve remains a critical energy security tool to address global crude oil supply disruptions. The release helped stable the supply of oil with shipments to, are you ready for this, the Netherlands, India, and China.
0: Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Thursday authorized state forces to apprehend migrants and return them to the U.S.-Mexico border, pushing the boundaries of their enforcement powers and the Republicans' escalating efforts to curb the rising number of crossings. The federal government is responsible for enforcement of immigration. One immigrant rights group denounced the move and called for swift intervention from the Biden administration, which did not immediately react to the Abbott order. The Texas governor joined Fox Business to discuss the move by his administration to tackle the border crisis on its own.
3: This is actually a response to the overwhelming number of people who are coming across the border. Larry, I gotta emphasize this, and that is uh, it was only a year and a half ago that we had uh, the lowest border crossings in decades under President Trump, uh, and now under President Biden, we have the highest border crossings ever. Just over the Fourth of July, just in one sector of the five sectors in the state of Texas, uh, they are they apprehended about five thousand people. Uh, under Joe Biden's own calculations, they say to expect to uh, be apprehending about 18,000 people a day, that adds up to more than 6 million people a year. And so clearly what's going on on the border is unacceptable.
0: Abbott says that international organizations have called the border between the U.S. and Mexico the most dangerous in the world.
3: In fact, an international organization labeled uh, the the Biden's border between uh, the United States and Mexico, the most deadly border in the entire world. Mm. And so what Texas is doing, we've taken unprecedented action to respond to this, including building a border wall, deploying the military, laying down uh, military-grade razor wire, and now doing the unprecedented. And that is Texas law enforcement and National Guard, uh, anybody they apprehend coming across the border illegally, they will be returning to the border.
0: Governor Abbott went on to say that Texas is disrupting what he believes is the open border policy of the Biden administration.
3: President Biden ran for president on the basis of uh, having open border policies. Uh, And what Texas is doing uh, is disrupting what they wanted to achieve. Uh, They want open border policies. They want all these people coming across the border. They do not want to follow or to enforce the immigration laws of the United States of America. Uh, And Texas is stepping up, trying to compel the Biden administration to actually follow the laws passed by the United States Congress.
0: The Texas governor reiterates that it's important for people to be able to come here legally, not illegally.
3: It is essential uh, for American sovereignty, for Texas safety, uh, and for the United States of America, uh, for people to be able to come to, to the United States legally but not illegally.
0: Los Angeles County's progressive prosecutor could be tossed from office like his counterpart in San Francisco after opponents on Wednesday say they submitted more than enough petition signatures to qualify for an election to recall District Attorney George Gascon, who they say is soft on crime. The campaign gathered about 717,000 signatures they delivered by truck to the Los Angeles Registrar for verification. Even if 20% of the signatures are invalidated, which has been typical in California recall efforts, the number would still exceed the required 567,000. That figure reflects about 10% of registered voters in the nation's most populous county. A spokesman for the recall campaign says they'll succeed if they can get the measure before voters. If certified, the election would be the latest in a string of recalls in California that have mostly targeted progressives in a state known for its liberal streak. Aurora Carlos, whose son Jose Benjamin Salvridis was murdered, says she hopes Los Angeles County DA George Gascon is booted from office.
6: I feel Gascon needs to go. I don't think my son will receive justice because I don't know if guess, how long Gascon will be in office. But I'm hoping he goes, if not for my son's case, for everyone else's case.
0: Recall effort volunteer Thea eski says enough signatures have been gathered to qualify for an election to recall DA George Gascon.
3: So we're here today to turn in um, over half a million petitions with signatures to recall the District Attorney of Los Angeles, George Gascon.
0: Amazon members can now enjoy food delivery from hundreds of thousands of restaurants. Grubhub has teamed up with Amazon to offer Prime members a free one-year Grubhub membership. The new membership for U.S. customers includes unlimited $0 delivery fees from restaurants that participate on Grubhub nationwide. Stephen Fox, founder and CEO of Fox Advisors, joined Yahoo Finance Live to discuss how the new Amazon deal with Grubhub may change food delivery services.
6: So it definitely changes the landscape, whether it's immediately disruptive, I would probably argue not so much. You got to remember that Grubhub was doing $10 billion of orders last year. Um, That's about, you know, a fourth of the size of DoorDash, and it's probably less than half of what Uber's doing. So immediate action, probably not. Is it something to watch, especially on the subscriber front, for sure.
0: The Biden administration says it'll spend $1 billion to upgrade airports around the country. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew has details on which airports will be getting the upgrades. The Federal Aviation Administration says the money will go to 85 airports in all. The projects include $60 million to upgrade the terminal and bag handling system at the Denver Airport, $50 million apiece for Boston's Logan Airport and Orlando's International Airport in Florida. The main airports in Detroit and Philadelphia will get more than $20 million each to renovate restrooms. The grants of the first installment in $5 billion worth of airport spending included in a huge infrastructure bill signed by President Biden last year. Bob Agner reports. James Caan, the curly-haired tough guy known to fans as the hot-headed Sonny Corleone of the Godfather, to television audiences as both the dying football player in the classic Weeper Brian song, and the casino boss in Las Vegas has died. He was 82. His manager, Matt Del Piano, said he died Wednesday, no cause was given, and Caan's family who is requesting privacy, said no further details would be released at this time. Daybreak Insider Entertainment correspondent Margie Zaraletta has a look back on James Kahn's career. We don't discuss business at the table.
6: When things would get tense during the making of The Godfather, James Kahn used to drop his pants and moon the cast and crew. Aside from playing Sonny Corleone, Kahn was also known for the movies Elf, Rollerball, Mickey Blue Eyes, and Brian's song.
1: Whatever you think, I'm not doing Please don't do it.
6: When he was cast as the bedridden author Paul Sheldon in Misery, he told reporters in 1990 it was impossible to stay still. It was a Rob
1: Ryan's sadistic joke. Say, let's get the most hyper guy we know and <laughs> <laughs> put him in a bed and tell him he can't move. <laughs>
6: I'm Archie Zaroletta.
0: And finally, NASA scientists have learned something astonishing NASA's OSIRIS REx spacecraft would have sunk into the asteroid Bennu had it not fired its thrusters to back away immediately after it grabbed dust and rock from the asteroid's surface. In a video released on their website, NASA explains why the asteroid Bennu is so fascinating.
6: One of Earth's closest neighbors is a dark, jumbled mass of rocks and boulders known as asteroid Bennu. Bennu is ancient a rugged survivor of the solar system's chaotic past that may hold clues to the origins of life. In October 2020, a NASA spacecraft called OSIRIS-REx touched down on Bennu and collected a sample for return to Earth. Scientists had expected that this touch-and-go event, or TAG, would have little impact on the asteroid.
0: NASA says that as soon as the probe touched the asteroid, the space rock broke
6: apart. Despite its slow touchdown, OSIRIS-REx had punched through the surface and set off an explosion of loose material. Tons of rocks and pebbles were ejected, radiating outward in a wall of debris.
0: NASA goes on to equate the surface of that asteroid as to that of a ball pit for children.
6: On Bennu, scientists had expected cohesion to act like a bit of glue between the rocks, making its loose surface more solid. But the tag event showed that Bennu's uppermost layers are nearly cohesionless, deforming under stress like a fluid. A good analogy is a ball pit. Although the plastic balls are solid, they easily slide past one another and past boisterous children, behaving in mass like a fluid.
0: The good news is that it's possible that asteroids like Bennu are barely held together by gravity or an electrostatic force. Should they threaten to strike the Earth they could break apart in the atmosphere. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify or com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.